Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, guys. Welcome. Hi. Hi, welcome to 2019, first podcast of the year. Yeah. Flats and Shanks. Yeah, it's a weekly podcast that's had a couple of weeks off. I mean, people have been it's going... It's Christmas, bl- mate. They've been going blimmin' mad in the oh streets Oh, my they God. Have. When's the, the next pod out? Oh. The text we've had through on the phone that I can't find. <laughs> on the burner. <laughs> well, have you the got burner. it? Have you got it? I think my kids are using it now. Have you got it? I can't find it anywhere. One of my kids appears to have... Was it an iPhone? No. Because I walked in this morning and one of my kids appears to have an iPhone. I don't know where that's come from. Father Christmas, probably. Yeah. 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 That's where it's come from. Probably so, yeah. Probably come. But Happy New Year, everyone. Watch it at school. Um, yeah, Happy New Year. Um, this is Flats and Shanks. I'm, I'm David Flatman. I'm Tom Shanklin. All right, Tom. And we're back. All right, Tom. Yeah, I'm good. We got a bit. Uh, firstly, let's tell them where we are. We are at, for reasons, look, we won't go into the reasons. Logistically, you know how we're a mobile pod, mobile, agile, hostile pod. We are at Dunkerton Cider, just in Cheltenham. And that is not, I mean, it is a plug because we're saying it, but we're not here for Dunkerton Cider. We're here to meet our mate, Rod, and then who's building the whole place, this new site, but also to go on to a meeting afterwards, which we're not going to tell you about because it's really boring. But it just worked. And Tommy, do you want to tell... We're actually drinking a bit of cider with our pod. It's really nice, isn't it? We're trying a premium organic cider, a Dunkerton's one, uh, obviously. It's 6.8, so not quite strong enough for me, but it'll do. Uh, it's lovely, actually. But I... We're, I mean, we're drinking responsibly. It's a small glass. It's lunchtime. It's Monday. But it's strong, it's sweet, it's bubbly, and it's transparent, which is just how you like your... And for those men, of you, and for those of you that are trying to do a dry January and you're under forty, grow up. I know. Just you don't have to get smashed every week. Just have God. a drink, have a glass of wine. What's wrong with you? But also, um, so yeah, this is not a plug. It's just quite handy. But having said that, we've now plugged them, and I think there is a good chance we're going to leave here with a no cider, b no little special Dunkerton's glasses. Like we got these little tankards here. Should we nick them? I thought that as soon as Bean bought them out. Yeah, the man Bean who runs a business. Yeah, we... As soon as he walked in with them, I thought, you ain't getting those back, Chief. Oh, he's mad as a... Yeah. You ain't getting them back, is he? No chance, mate. No chance. But it's, it's actually very nice. I mean, I'm not a massive cider drinker. I will drink it. I like it. You are quite big. But what, are you 6'2"? Bubs would love this. Yeah, I bet he would. He could it's dive into he one drinks. of those... I would say dive into one of those massive tanks. We're actually overlooking, we're in a mezzanine level, or in the trade we call it a mez, overlooking the cider press, which is a massive, massive room full of massive tanks. And am I right in thinking that the owner of Dunkerton's cider is Julian Dunkerton? Yeah. Who also set up... Super dry. Have you got any super dry gear? Doesn't fit me. I knew you wouldn't have any. Why? Because... Say it. They don't sell it in Milan. <laughs> Milan, in Milan. No, I am not wearing. I'm not wearing. I'm not. A You're not a super dry wearing. bloke, are you? 
I'm not a swanky clothes wearer though. <laughs> All right, I've got a pair of jeans on. <laughs> I've got I've got a wicked pair of boots on to be fair, which probably cost more than my entire outfit. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, but they cost a lot 12 years ago, boy. Okay. Uh, anyway, we're we're here at Dunkton's. And I've, got a, I've got a cheap T-shirt and a cheap sweatshirt on. So we're yours. sat with um, Freddy Krueger in the background. He's just typing away on a keyboard. Yeah, we're not alone. Do you want to tell him who's really here, Tom? Yeah, it's uh, ex Worcester Warrior Harlequin, uh, Saracen Bath. Um, Didn't play for Bath. Just worked there. Did he not? No. Oh, I just assumed he did. No, Bath's a big club. He'd never got a contract there. Okay, uh, Matt Powell. He's just pretending to work, uh, paying us no attention. But knows that we're talking we about got, him. We got we got an extra mic in the in the back of the whip. So we did ask Matt if he wanted to be involved, and he said no. Um, do you want to just have a mic just in case? No. Um, and as Shank said, we're only trying to make a name for you and create you. But actually, if he doesn't want it, I mean, stick up with us. You know, he does a little bit of MC and work, and he's really really good. But do you know what, Tom? You and I are going to keep getting those gigs, and he's not because he's happy on his mid-level laptop. He's okay. happy on his H. P laptop, deleting his web history, private browsing. But Matt uh, Powell is two things. He's A, the contact that got us use of this room before we go on to our yeah. meeting later on together. The three of us having a meeting about something we'll tell you about one of these days. And um, also was the scrum half in Dally Morris's 2004-05 Sky Sports Dream Team. And I've never seen a jumper with shoulder, with um, elbow pads on, actually. I quite like it. I don't. I don't mean, you? Uh, no, it, I mean, it's working for him because he's using it on a chair and a couple of things about um, on it, we're, we're gonna we're gonna fu- we're gonna post a picture. Um, Bean from Dunkertons and Rod the Builder asked if we'll do a picture outside the door later on, which we'll do. Shanks will post a um, picture later on, or I whatever. But a couple of things. One is I've got a sweatshirt on with what some people call an Airtex. I call a polo shirt underneath it with your collar up, and I've got my collar up, a la Clive Woodward or Cantona. Or Eric Cantona. What do you think of my collar being up, Tom? My dad's a lawyer. That's what it says to me. My dad's not a lawyer, though. Henley Regatta. Catalina Wine Mixer. You know, you won't know, you won't remember this guy, but Andy Dunn, who's a fly-off. Arrogant. Great guy. No, Andy Dunn. No, that's what these are words that come into my Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I did... He Andy Dunn is a Irish fly half. Played for Bath for a year. Lived with me um, in my flat. Wonderful, wonderful little man. Very funny. I once pretentious. Went, <laughs> he went. We went out for breakfast, and he's like, um, asked about my collar, and I was like, he goes, "Why is the collar up? Why is it up?" It's the one thing I don't like about you. Why is it up? And I don't know why. He's like, "You look like Clive Woodward," and I was like, "I was like, what? What does it make you think?" He's like, "It makes me think of Clive," and more than that, it makes me just think. Acute bellendery. That's <laughs> like, yeah, acute bellendery. But ever since then, I don't mind the collar up. However, what I will say is you are wearing something that I often wear, which is a light grey, like a pale grey jumper, right, over a check shirt. You look very smart. Someone said something to me recently. I'm going to tell you what they said. I wear jumpers like that. Someone said to me, a pale grey jumper is never flattering to anyone. Do you want me to tell you who said that to me, Tom? I can guess. No, you can't. Mark Durden Smith. No, better. Who would know best? Who would know best? Lee Best. No. Who would know more than this about anyone? More about this than anyone. You're going to think I'm name dropping. Don't care. Get your catching mitts out. Go for it. David Gandhi, male supermodel. All right. So he never wears grey? Doesn't wear pale grey jumpers. I bet you I can find a picture of him in grey. I said, do you never wear it? And he said... Not unless the cash is right. Well, sponsored, mate. Um, but right, mate. anyway, why on earth has Matt Powell got fun. elbow pads on when all he's doing is chat roulette? Well, he's a clumsy clot, isn't he? He's on chat roulette. Um, how have you been? What have you been up to over this period? Hang on a sec, right? Chat roulette. We once were in a hotel the night before a game, bored. Chat roulette was new. So a load of us, um, Ollie Barkley agreed to it, but we tied him up. And we, I think, I can't remember. Actually, we didn't. Because we were going to strip him naked and tie him up. And we thought, oh, we'll get into trouble. So we left all of his bath kit on with all the sponsors on it. And the <laughs> official kit that you couldn't buy in the shops as well. In this hotel, like the, New, the Newcastle, Gosport, Hilton or whatever it was. So we tied him up. 
and we took loads of duct tape around his mouth, tied his hands and his feet up. And we like, I think, I forget what happened, but we roughed him up a bit and made him look like he was in really bad nick. And as it put onto him, we just had a note above his head that just said, help, help, help. <laughs> <laughs> just the night before a game, just bored. But how many, of the, how many, how many like, windows do you have to go through until you find a woman on there? Yeah, but you're some lovely blokes doing some good work. <laughs> doing some good work on another there. Another one. Oh, another one. Doing some good work. Oh, another one. Yeah. Oh, backhand. Well done. Anyway, um, what did you ask? No, what have you been up to? Come on, what have you been up to? Nothing. Nothing. Cool. Moving nothing. on. Um, the reason I've been up to nothing is because I've had a baby, as you know. He's four months old. Yeah. And he's not been very well. So. Yeah, I, I didn't know about this. Michelle told me. I so had to take it? him into hospital. Because what what he was his problem? Uh, bronchiolitis. So, uh, the flu, essentially, for a little boy, for a little baby. And he couldn't feed properly, so Aww. I had to go in. They put a tube up his nose so Aww. they could feed him. Uh, so, stayed in the Heath Hospital for three nights. But prior oh, to boy. that, he wasn't very well anyway. Uh, Did you go private? Well, you don't go private, do you, when it's A&E? No, good. Just saying, because so I'm, I'm a socialist. You, yeah, I know you would. But no, I would not. Okay, went to, um, you probably got a doctor in your house. <laughs> what <call>. <laughs> In the staff quarters. Uh, so I had to take him to uh, A&E and then he was obviously, uh, had to stay overnight for three days just so he could feed properly. And he's fine now, obviously, there's only a bit of flu, but he couldn't breathe and feed at the same time. But I was in there for three days and I had to, you had to get food. You have to get food. So I went to the shops, got myself a lovely chicken and prawn paella, put it in the fridge, in the ward, the island ward in the Heath. Don't say it. Someone ate it. F-U-C-K. Someone ate it. Can no. you believe it? No. I couldn't either. Mate. I put it in the fridge, which is in the little kitchen area for, oh, for my parents. Days. And I went back about two hours later, hungry. I was doing the night shift. Uh, wife had gone home to sleep because she'd been there all day. You're a good bloke, yeah. And it was eaten. Someone you, ate it. You've Can't snapped necks for less than that. I, w- I was walking around looking, trying to smell parents yeah just grabbing blokes by the throat let me smell your breath so tariff if you listen to this pod you know you are mate oh my god yeah don't leave it's like being back in uni i don't want to exaggerate but you have a name on it you've actually murdered people for less than that in the past and got away with it done nothing covered one of the games the what dragons and the ospreys and ronnie parade that was on the 30th of december so to be honest mate i'm I've had enough. I've got cabin fever now. God, but you, you know, every, everyone who's taken it easy in January, I'm like a volcano ready to erupt. Oh, yeah, you're a coiled spring. I've got lava coming you're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> coming out everywhere. Right, yeah, thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. So, not a great deal, lad. Been doing a vlog for Premier Sport over the Christmas period. It's called the Tom Shanks Redemption. Oh, I get you. Now I read you. Yeah. That's good. It's all right. It's all right. Um, so that's you've had a pretty quiet time. Yeah, what about yourself? Oh, Tommy. What haven't I done? Um, yeah, done a bit. A couple of Christmas parties. You haven't um, got your haircut, that's for sure. Hey? You haven't got your haircut, that's for sure. No, my little girl said that when I let my hair grow out, because I'm bald on top and I've got hair around the sides, they watch this, I forget what it's called, this funny kids movie they've watched, but there's a nerdy, there's an old smelly geography Despicable teacher me. in it. I know. Geography teacher in it, yeah, I look at him as well. But I look like an old geography teacher. I need a shave. Yeah, I look bad, but yeah. I don't care. No, I've never really cared. And I no, I, I'll I did, give you that. I will give you that. Yeah, and if you've got your phone in your hands, you're going to take a picture of my bald spot, I, it, mate. You're ten years too late. I couldn't give a toss. No, I, I actually wish I gave more of a toss. Put like, your head down a little bit. Just yeah, look. You like geography teacher? It's sort of. Your jumper just goes into your hair, basically. Yeah. Doesn't help not having a neck. But like, I went to the gym this morning, wasn't going to mention it. And I started, I said, right, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And I got about halfway through it, and I was like, oh, I can't fancy a bowl of crunching up <laughs> now. So I went home. <laughs> I just went home. But that's much better. Yeah. Walked in. So the, girls, the girls are watching YouTube Kids, which they're not allowed to do. And I said, three bowls of crunching up cornflakes coming up. Way better than being in the gym. But if I'd stayed in the gym longer, I'd look better. But there you go. So, yeah, a couple of Christmas parties. The um, the the one I one of the ones I liked the best was the Media Clash one, which is Bath, the company that owned Bath Life magazine and all that. But Jane and Greg Ingham, who are 
my friends. Yes. Um, they own that company, and they uh, they put on a lovely Christmas party, and we had a lovely time. And there was a karaoke machine which I successfully dodged. Um, oh yeah, unless you're steaming. I'm not. Yeah, even if you're steaming, boy. Can I'm you not. sing? Can I sing? No. <laughs> I can't sing, dance, play. I've got no talent. I've got very few talents in life, actually. Like, anything useful. Like, you're practical. You're, I mean, I've, I, I'm really... You're a wordsmith? I'm not, though, am I? Like, you are. I listen to Nick Mullins, and I think, that's a wordsmith. I'm not. Then I read Stuart Barnes's columns, and things, I think, I write columns, but I can't write like that. You know? So I just don't know where I'm going to go in life. I think I'm knackered. Anyway, carry I'm on. I'm a blagger. Um, I uh, yes, yeah, so that was a good Christmas party. That down in Bath, went to a, you know a couple of Christmas parties, which was you know, thoroughly good fun. Did the the live game at Chiefs against Sarries, which was good. Chiefs uh, really put them away. That was that was an interesting day, and spent a bit of time at the Rico. So I was at the Rico yesterday. I was at the Rico on December twenty third. I love the Rico. I sent Dia text yesterday to say uh, good result for Wasps, um, Thomas playing really well at the moment and yeah. thanks for naming him after me yeah nothing back funny isn't it yeah shame isn't he nothing back I think, but I think he needs special he phone, one of those phones with special buttons because his hands are too big to use anything have else have you seen the interview he yes. he's done uh, via Wasps TV about his son and how he was too hard on him at the start brilliant really good really honest if I love I, I heard rumours I know you never know if it's true it could be a load of rubbish but I heard rumours a couple of seasons ago that Leicester Tigers offered Die Young a blank check, effectively, to come in and please be DOR here. And he said, no, I've committed here. I'll sign a contract. I'm staying. And I like it. And that's what I heard. So, but unless, I guess, unless you're one of the top two clubs who are chugging along reasonably nicely, Saris and Chiefs, are there, are there, I mean, are there, or Leinster, are there many clubs in Europe that wouldn't want Die Young as a DOR? How good is he around, like, to have in the squad, to have yeah. in the system? Yeah, you know, you want you want to play for him and you want to impress him, and you, yeah. you can't always say that about all the coaches you've had. You you want to impress your teammates and you want to do it for yeah. yourself and and your family, but you actually yeah. want to play for him yeah. as director of rugby. It's great. Yeah, so I just just like him. I did have a bit of news. Uh, Reese Williams, okay. Yeah, you know Reese. I know Reese. He's got a cat. Yeah. Okay. He's also having his house decorated. This isn't this isn't that nice, by the way. Oh no, decorate um, the cat. Sorry, no. But obviously the painters were in decorating, and they put a bowl or a saucer. Oh no, mate! No, listen, a plate. I know what you're going to say. And it's got petrol on it for cleaning the brushes. Right? Can we stop? No, for cleaning the brushes. And the cat has gone along. Yeah, and drunk the petrol. Drunk the petrol. It's gone mad, right? It's run all up the stairs, run down the stairs. It's run up the wall. It was jumping on the furniture down, and all of a sudden, then it's probably in agony. All of a sudden, then the cat just stopped. Died. No, it ran out of petrol. Do <laughs> uh, you hear that, Paulie? <laughs> he just did the um, W anchor sign to Shanks. Um, Jesus Christ. Anyway, Christmas Eve. Every year we go to the Panto with the kids in Bath. I was a bit gutted, actually, because every year it's really, really good. And this year, I've got to say... Even though the aforementioned Greg Ingham, my friend, I think is still chairman of the theatre, I've got to say, it, and this is quite an abrasive thing to say about the Theatre Royal in Bath, the Panto, it was crap. <laughs> it was really, really <sighs> crap. Like, it was rubbish. There's one guy who's in it every year, two guys, the villain and the main character, and the main character... What, is guy, it, what panto is it to start with? It was Peter Pan. Okay. But the main guy in it was wasn't Peter Pan the other guy was brilliant At, he's always brilliant and the villain I forget all their names but excellent. Captain Hook Captain Hook <laughs> yeah was excellent but it was just crap and it was really I was gutted I'm not gutted I've got over it but it's like it's you're in there for about seven hours or something it feels like and you want it to be fun the kids thought it was fine but it just they didn't they weren't upset about it what well, upset like, you the, the crocodile ate Captain Hook at the end or yeah it was just crap. Right? Okay. It was just really poor. But the worst bit is that Austin Healy went to Panto in London and said it was one of the best things he'd ever seen. And I got, got me really excited and I went to this one and it was crap. Oh. I'll give it one more go next year and then if it's crap again... normally they're good because they do funny stuff for kids but also there's like quite a lot of sort of layered comedy in there for adults but which yeah, exactly. the kids it, don't get. There was very little of that. And do you know another really good point? 
that someone made is that the the music it doesn't really matter what the music is for the parents but you want the children in the room yeah to know all the songs so if they're doing queen like we will oh, they didn't do you know, they're doing queen or they're doing you know old stuff we all know it but the kids have never heard it so they should do new stuff yeah you know you want like, the greatest showman songs that instance. kind of stuff you want stuff that kids know they didn't do it and it was really crap anyway that was fine and christmas day really nice quiet did nothing christmas day who all. did the turkey yeah, Big Di did the turkey, but well my, done, boy. I don't want to, you know, insult any sponsors. Was it as good as last year? But my Traeger, my Traeger digital wood smoker, wood pellet smoker broke. What? It broke, and my Kamado Joe was undercover in the garage, so I couldn't get it out. So I had to use an oven to do my turkey. An oven, gas or electric? Electric fan oven. Fan oven. What I will say is, a friend of mine gave me a top tip on Christmas Eve or the day before. Google Jamie Oliver's Get Ahead Gravy. Done it. Did it. Always do it every Chicken year. Chicken wings. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. And it became one of the tastiest Christmas lunches ever. Turkey was lovely. You could eat it as a soup. Yeah. It's that lush. Good. Yeah. Lush. And all the bones and all that stuff. And all the, not, not the bones, but all the leftovers the dogs get. They love that. But it turned into a lovely Christmas lunch, actually. Oh, well done. It worked very nicely. It sounded like a nightmare when your, your tree got Grill didn't work, but yeah, I mean they're going to fix it. You, you use an oven, so I knew you bloody would. And it and it is and, <laughs> and it is. You're not dull. A good bit of kit, but it did break. The fan broke. So anyway, um, yeah, visit the in-laws. Went to my folks. Had a you know had a nice time, and then with the live game at Twickenham, the Quins game. You yeah. know, New Year's Eve again, quiet because grown up now, isn't it? Got the kids to bed by eleven. I was in hospital. Smashed box sets though. Did you? Yeah. What'd you smash? Well. Um, Line of Duty finished now reckon that's one of the best things I've ever watched up to date are you? yeah you what, on me? Netflix me it's called you me it's about a stalker is it about me then? you know what I was like in the old he's days he's not as good as you he's not as prolific no and he, yeah and he only murdered not, he, he only murders two not as physical is it a documentary or a drama or no, that's a drama okay it's very good is it? yeah I really enjoy it it's really clever and it's a bit like Dexter in a way that you end up really liking the, the main character in it who is a mm. phenomenal stalker. But Tom, I've always said it. Some murderers are likable fellows. <laughs> always said it. Name me one. OJ? Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> because socially, great crack. <laughs> Did you see those people, that couple that named their kid Adolf recently? No. And they were... I can't remember the story now, so it's not it's not a good story, so I can't back it up, but they were either panned for it or not allowed or something like that. I mean, they're obviously divs, but it's like... Yeah. You should actually be allowed to call your kid what you want. I mean, Saddam is still apparently a relatively popular name in Iraq. But. Fritzl Shanklin. Yeah, I mean, that was his surname, but... Well, Joseph wouldn't sound right, though, would it? Wouldn't sound as much fun, would it? No. Um, I'll tell you what I have watched over Xmas and New Year. Okay. ABC, that is the Poirot, with John Malkovich as Poirot. Right, okay. BBC. I, I really liked it. I, I thought. I actually thought the final episode, there are only three, the third episode was, it all got a little bit, it went a little bit odd for me. It was almost like someone else had written the third episode. But John Malkovich, people have hammered his Belgian accent, and I don't really care about that. But I thought, I just think he's fat. He was in Bird Box. Now that is a freaky film. Yeah. Now, as, as I said on Twitter, I wasn't going to mention it, but I read the book. Oh, really? Yeah, so I was excited to see the film, and yowza. Can you just clarify a couple of things for me? I mean, it's a bit like the film I Am Legend with um, Will Smith in, you know, Never where the it. whole population becomes yeah. zombie-like. But... Can't watch Will Smith films. Yeah. I really enjoyed the film, and I had to watch it to the end. It was one of those you just intrigued all the way through, but you never actually find out no. what happens and, and why no. they've got this disease where they want to kill themselves. Yep. What do you want to know? What, what do you yeah, want to I mean, is there is there any anything in the book that no? And I and I once gives you something back. There's this the famous end is, quote it, it, like from, quite soon. There's some famous quote from uh, some director or someone clever or famous like you know any film any movie that leaves its audience asking fundamental questions hasn't done its job, but that film is designed to leave you asking yeah. questions like what happened and weirdly I did enjoy the book just because I think it's a really if you haven't seen it read it or read it or seen it, read it or see it. Sonny Bullock's but, phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah, she's fab. But it's just, it's just a really original idea, but 
I do find myself frustrated by films that leave me not knowing what went on. But I, ju- I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So that's good. But the Poirot thing was decent. Did you watch Luther? I've watched one of them. What? No, I've just been really busy working slash not working. You didn't sound it by your diary there. No, I've, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm, I've got tomato ketchup, haven't I? So yeah. That's fine. I'll do it. But It's good. Yeah, but I watched the first episode and a couple of things I thought, I know we're not allowed to swear. I thought Don't this swear. Is, I won't. I thought this is crap. Why? Like, I love Luther. Yeah. But it's like when the guy with the LEDs on his mask yeah. butchers that person and then the other guy sees him, the student guy, and he kills the student guy. And there's a crime scene outside that woman's house. And Luther just turns around and walks up the road and walks straight up to this the window of the flat where there's a dead body with flies in it. It's like, what, what, why is he walked up the street straight straight to that window? I think it's because of the CCTV that they see that the, the guy banging on the door is up the street somewhere, so... Maybe. Uh, what I found a little bit strange was when they're in the woods, okay, and they're trying to catch the killer with the LED lights. Yeah. And all the police are walking through and they've got the torches on, so they're obviously showing themselves. Yeah. I thought that was a bit... But, I mean, we're picking faults at... Something that's yeah, but this is a you don't really need to yeah, but this is something that millions of people watch, and I, I thought the lights coming on, and I watched that, and I was like, I was like, that's I enjoyed it though, I enjoyed I it. I said out loud, that is bloody stupid. I heard you, I heard you, and I was on my own. Yeah, but what else did I think was a bit substandard in that first episode? I can't remember, but it was just a bit like, mm, come on. All right, um, did you watch SAS? Who dares oh, wins? But or is it, is it who dares wins or he who dares? Who de- it's not he, because it's he or she now. Yeah. Who dares 2019, wins. women are allowed to come in all ranks in the Well, it's all combat forces. positions, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. So, interestingly, so Ant Middleton, the main guy, has been very vocal on Twitter and said, I disagree with women being allowed, women being allowed to be in the special forces because they physically can't do what men can do. And he hasn't held back. And then the first episode, he's like, guess what? The four at the back are fucking chicks. What a fucking surprise. You know, dry your bras. Yeah, and he's not mucking about. Like, Don't burn them. Oh, you probably would. It's a, it's a really interesting one because there's... I don't think anyone would question that women can be as mentally tough as men. 100%. Of course they can. You'd argue that women who are raising kids are doing something tougher than most men, than most men will ever do. However, except us guys because we're heroic ex-rugby players, but it's like the whole physical strength thing is a really interesting one because... I mean, I'm sure there are... You're not women. snipers. You know, you're hand-to-hand combat. You're, you're going into... Yeah. Uh, actually, just quickly on this, there's something really good on Netflix called Medal of Honor. It's about all the Americans that have won Medal of Honors uh, throughout wars, basically. Yeah. And there's, is it a documentary? Yeah. It's good. I really, I'm enjoying it. Why is it that I think about American soldiers winning Medals of Honor and I think not quite as good as Victoria British guys Cross. winning it? Because they're a bit more showy and oorah and all that. I don't know. And there's this reputation, isn't there, that the American Navy SEALs... I think it's going to be a little bit biased to your, your home country anyway. But they're also... They've got a reputation, haven't they? Am I wrong for being gung-ho, whereas actually in a bit... They've got all the gear, no idea, whereas the British Special Forces are humble, elite. Well, that's seen as the top, isn't it? The SAS. SAS and SBS are the same. They do the same qualification and you either qualify for Special Forces... But they're seen as the elite. Yeah. The SAS and the SBS are both seen as the elite. Yeah. So it's not now, that both, whichever one you go to. Have you got a friend in the SBS? Is that way you're saying it? No, both. Okay, fine. But if you go if you're through qualification, you now go boat or air, but you go through the same qualification. Okay. So it's not separate. There we are. So there's no way of separating who's betterest. Um, we think we covered that, haven't we? Yeah. Well done. Yeah. I mean, you know, I went shooting actually a couple of times. But New, um, Newfound love. With Matt, with Pauli. Newfound love. I just like dressing up as a country gent sometimes. Yeah. I love wearing a flat cap and a tweed coat. <laughs> I do, and special boots. It's really you nice. Special boots. Well, it's any chance. It's a, it's a good good excuse to wear leather lined wellies. I always, <laughs> think, I always think. I need. Sometimes I walk them. I wear them to walk the dogs around Bath, where it's just footpaths and roads. Kerry Sweeney loves shooting. Does he? Yeah, loves shooting and fishing. Oh, uh, yeah. I think I could get into fishing. It's just time, isn't it? Time on your own. Yeah, but it's the time. You've got to have the time to do it. Yeah. But fly fishing, 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 2 yeah, o'clock. not hard, is it? No. No. Mm. Anyway, right, nice. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Did you watch Sale v. Saracens? Yeah. Friday night? Yeah. Have you also seen the Steve Diamond interview? Yeah. What's your thoughts on that? Um... Well, it's all about the battle between journalist and director of rugby, isn't it? He's, he's very confrontational, I think. Yeah. Very aggressive in his, in his the way he's speaking, his demeanour. But, you, I mean, if you're attacked personally, then I suppose you have a right to. Yeah, I think... Yeah, we, we always expect people at the cutting edge of elite sport to keep their cool the whole time. This is not excusing anybody, by the way. But if somebody writes something that they believe, so yeah. Sam Peters is a, obviously a very experienced top journalist, they believe it and they've asked people and people have confirmed what they say. If somebody writes something personal against you and by the way, you're a naturally confrontational human being, which Steve Diamond is, and I don't think anyone would deny that, then there is a very slim likelihood of that not turning into what you say and now when you meet face to face. Yeah. Now you have this article which hammers Steve Diamond and talks about bullying culture and all that. And then they have a really good win. And suddenly the person is sitting there who wrote this about you and you've had a win that no one expected you to get. And can you, you know, you're sitting there thinking if we're that bad, how have we won this game that no one expected us to win if I'm running that bad a ship? So why don't you blimming well say something now so uh, it's all it's not inevitable it's but a it's personality clash it's a personal clash yeah um i mean you've got your right to get your back up if someone has a go at you personally i totally believe that but i suppose there are better ways about going about it than saying let's go outside because even if the way it's come across is like let's go outside and sort it out as men that says to me let's have a fight yeah of course it does but however tom like if you're talking about rob baxter he would never do that yeah, but not everyone's not everyone's as calm That's as the what next I mean. person. So, so it's a different personality. Yeah, so completely. What what I'm not saying is if you write something you believe about somebody you know is aggressive and confrontational, like Steve Diamond always has been and always will be and is. And what I'm not saying is you should you get what you're given because I don't believe that. No. I still think I believe you have to behave in a certain way in a position of authority and power and influence like that. And I think offering someone outside, my view is it's not the way to do it. However. It's what I'm not doing is, you know, Wayne Rooney boots someone, gets a red card and say, well, that's part of his game. You can't take it out of him. But Steve Diamond's USP is his aggression. That's it, is his way of thinking, his, abra his abrasiveness. That is him. So it's not the only thing, it's not the only reason sales sharks are suddenly playing well. No, but, but it's similarly to the way he coaches would be, who I would compare it to, would be someone like Sean Edwards. You know, that sort of style of approach. And it does work. Well, it know. can work. And it does, we don't need to be like that. But equally, I, you know, I've, I've played against Steve Diamond. I've been coached by him on an England tour, yeah. England A tour. And I've been around him quite a lot. You know, he's coached the England A team and Saxons. Well, I can't remember if it's Saxons or not, but I've been around him quite a lot. And he is a very aggressive man. 
Like, and he's not horrible to everyone. I didn't find him horrible, but <clears throat> he is more overtly threatening than most other coaches. Not threatening in that he threatens you, but you think he's one of those coaches. If you told him to do one, there's a good chance he'd yeah. offer you outside because that is that's how he is, right? Old school. He's old, yeah, but old school. But then again, you know, there are old school coaches, or there are coaches that are his age and his generation. That no, like I just that. mean like a old school sort of persona of we'll set this outside. Yeah, it is old school, and there is a bit of that. But I think I think that. Um, he definitely could have handled it better. Yeah. No question. Five. You all right with that? Yeah. Let's not dwell on that too much. But also, before we finish, I think you if you're gonna be in a position like that, then I, I think the way I would you, you never know, but the way I would hope to react to it is if I'm confident that what we're doing here is right, I'm behaving properly and we've got a good thing going here and we're all alright, and this bloke has written something that I believe to be untrue. I almost quite like the. I I would like to think that you never know, but I would like to think that I would look at my staff who say, "Have you read this?" and I'll say, "That's all right. You can write what he wants. We're doing yeah, okay." I mean, and crack on. But once, you think, once you think about it, that's it's easy, isn't it? Of course, you, know, you calm down and you're. However, he did have time to think about it before that press conference. A little so bit, but not not. You're still caught up in the motion. You're the still game caught, and all that. Yeah, you but know, it's not the next day or anything like that, is it? Um, yeah. but what a game that was! Ah, oh, it's brilliant, mate. Couple of real good tries, which I love. The first one was the Saracens one. Mm. That movement, yeah, um, forwards and backs out the back play. Vinopola, what a line he hits for yeah. Strutt to go through. Just draws in. It's it's really well worked try. Mm. Um, everyone's I, I like Solomon's tackle on Lozowski, by the way, because I thought Lozowski was scoring that. Yeah, every, yeah, but everyone's an option in the back play that the yeah. um, that Saracens pull off. You know, so I think yeah. it's a, a five man line out. Vinopola's out there. I mean, what a target and what a you know. You look at him and you think, right, he's getting the ball 100%. So, you know, you commit to tackling him because you have to commit because he's a big bloke. He opens up the hole for Strettel, passes it to Lozowski. It was a great tackle by Solomona. And then um, Vinopola just keeps a width on the, on the left. And he's scoring and he Easy. gets that. He's scoring. Um, what I did notice was Sam James's pace. Yep. Uh, you see him just get on the outside of uh, Farrell mm. on, one, on one opportunity. But then... It's brilliant the try that Solomona scores then because Faf de Klerk fools everyone by going left. It's mm. a centre field um, ruck. If Faf de Klerk doesn't take two or three steps left, that try's not scored. Yeah. But he does. It causes you know, the whole of the Saracens pack really to fold apart from Berger. And then what a ball from Sam James on the inside. Yeah. And I've, if you, obviously you watch the uh, Channel 5 highlight show religiously, Tommy, but... We've been saying for a couple of years that if Sam James played for Saracens or Exeter, he'd have been in the England squad. There's a few like that, though, isn't there? Of course there are. But as Sale win and win and start playing better and better... Ryan Mills, another one, potentially. Oh, yeah, good, yeah, good uh, point. Worcester. But Nick Shona, although he's been in the England squad yeah. now, but, you know, there are guys who are good. And he's good enough. He's good enough. And he's a and classy he's, player. He's played different positions around that field. You know, he's slotted in a 10 a few times, but... You don't actually see someone's pace until they've got a little bit of space. Yeah, and you and saw he that go. he is quick enough. He has a lovely one-two with Solomon yeah. for his try as well. Um, Solomon's step off his left foot. Oh, oh so nice, eh? You know, it doesn't even stop him. It doesn't even yeah. take any pace out of his game whatsoever or his run. It's. Uh, but I just thought that he got the, the Farrell yellow. is an obvious yellow. The Tolafua, not quite comfortable with that being a yellow, but I think I'm wrong, as I said on the telly. I think I'm probably wrong on that. But I just think if you're standing near a ruck loitering about and there's big blokes looking to clear out, you're going to get whacked. It just looked bad because it was from the back. And I, I just don't agree that it was... I think it was a cheap shot. So I think yellow is probably right. I just don't quite feel comfortable with not being able to level people next to rucks. But that then that yellow, which is silly in the current climate, then you've got Nick Asik where he's told by the ref, don't go through, don't go through, goes through anyway. Yeah. I don't think Saracens are rattled. I think they were under the cosh because they were being outplayed. I think that's all it was. And they'll be just fine, but... Still think they'll probably win the league, but it it was a great performance from Sale. I really enjoyed that. What went on with Bath? Thirteen men on the field. Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Sorry. Eleven. Did I say that? I meant eleven. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. So that's incredible. That. Um, Bath. Someone said something. Where where was I? Oh, it was this morning. In the oh, I wasn't going to mention it in the blooming gym, wasn't I? And I was chatting to a chum in the gym about four o'clock, so early session, yeah, and half seven, and. He said, Bath are exceptionally good at finding a way to lose. And 
I'm not sure that's entirely true, but this season, last season, it has on occasion been true. And and it's an interesting one. I mean, the, the Ross Batty red card for the neck roll, that's an easy call these days, can't do that. No. Um, I don't see, I couldn't see from a wide angle whether Alibrew was offside or not. We couldn't see from the angles, no. No. But you've got to back the official who's right on it. Yes. That's the point. So if you don't know, back the ref, that's what, that's yeah. my view. Then I look at, the but, yellow you, but you want to see that angle f- to judge for yourself as well. Really? Because do. you don't see the high angle. And he, gave, first it, he glance, gave it the full he man off. First glance, he looked on side to me. You know, I think he'd be further across and he'd make the tackle earlier um, if he was offside. But you can't see. So see him do the big he man celebration afterwards, then get binned. He, <laughs> no, gave full, I didn't full, see that. he gave it the full double bicep muscle pose. Ah, have some of that. Binned. Game over. Yowcha. So that. That's one that we can't judge on, so we back the ref. Um, Max Laheef, yellow card for not rolling away. He wasn't lying on the ball. His arms were locked out, supporting his own weight. I can only assume that one of his planted feet was preventing that ball coming out, because otherwise he was trapped, but he got himself off the floor, wasn't lying on it. So I looked at that and thought, is that a yellow? I'm not convinced. I look at the scrum. I think it's it's the time on the clock, though. It's a factor of penalty after penalty, because... yeah. Let's not forget there's penalties going on. There's people getting yellow carded. Yeah. But the scrum That's as well situation. with Nagera, I am just not convinced that he collapsed that scrum. And I think if I'm watching it and I've played forever, I could be wrong and I'm not convinced, I think you've got to reset that instead of yellow card him. That's what I think. I just, I'm just not convinced he collapsed that. I think the, there's every chance the three went down or it was just one of those physics-based falling overs, fallings over. But I don't know. I, I didn't feel Bath were hard done by because they weren't clean enough when they needed to be. They weren't whiter than white when they needed to be. And who better to score the winner than Bryce Heem? He's just an absolute dominator. If of the you win, can't score he? against 11 men, then you've got no hope. Yeah, but I was thinking, because it's such an easy run-in for him, that second try for Bryce Heem, I'm just thinking if I get chucked that ball, I would definitely drop that. Leicester v Gloucester. Leicester are back. Yeah, great. I mean, we all love Jordan Murphy. We just we want some good news to come out of Leicester, don't we? Yeah. He signed as full time coach now, which is great. And now off the back of that, a good win against Gloucester, who are form team at the moment. And best player on the field. I know George Ford got man of the match. Who are you um, say? Dan Cole. Exceptional. Getting better and better and better since Eddie Jones dropped him. He was absolutely upset, exceptional. And Gareth Evans, who played in the back row, Grobler, Moster. Evans, who played for Gloucester. Yeah. Gloucester just didn't put it together as a team. They just really didn't. They don't look anywhere near as threatening overall as a unit without Cipriani. And it's an original thing to say, but it is true. But Gareth Evans was great. Grobler and Mostert in the second row were great. They were really good games. I watched the Wasps-Northampton game. Yeah, I went to that. Two pies and a plate of chips in the media room. Very tasty. No, what was your new pie? Steak pies. I had two steak oh, pies. Really nice. Knew you would. Um, but... Difficult one to call really before the game because two teams that aren't really hitting the form this mm. season that we know. Uh, but Wasps won it. I mean, a little bit lucky with one of the tries. Who was it? It was the LaRue, LaRue try. Yeah. yeah. Now that I mean, it's it's not a it, you know it's a it's a twenty two dropout because Reinhardt has gone down on the ball. The ball is there's downward pressure on the ball. But his reaction and the way he gets up and offloads the ball. If what is the question? If they go a hundred meters and score from that off from him from there, and they get called back for him having put the ball down, yeah. and it's a five meter scrum to Wasps. But what does everyone say? Okay, then? but the chance that's a difficult one because the chance of him scoring a try a hundred meters after that is very very incredibly slim. But it's not about probability; it's about technicality. And I agree with you. Put the ball down. I think that's no try. But at no point does he even claim, ref, have a look at it, I put the ball down. Yeah. So, But it's just like, Martin Bayfield, by the way, said this, so this is not my analogy, but I think it's a really good one. It's like when a winger scoots in past the last defender down the outside, dives on the floor, the ball touches the floor, but then he jumps up and tries to run it in under the post and the ref says, no, 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 you put it down in the corner first. It hit the deck first yeah. over there. You got the tougher conversion. It's just like that. So whether whether he put it down or not intentionally, he put it down. I do agree with your point of not enough was made by the Northampton players to say. Well, Reinhardt never said a word. He's right. touched it. Um, yeah. So Really bizarre. Real strange. Yeah. Uh, I thought De Jong had a really good game. Oh, he's so good, man. 
Did you see? A really nice little um, grubber through. It's, it's in that area between sort of your, your winger that's hanging back and your frontline defence. So when Sopawanga puts it through. Yeah. For De Jong. Is it Sopawanga? No, the Young kicks himself. Oh, did he? And yeah. then chased it. Chased it and, and collects it himself. Oh, but it's that distance that isn't too deep. It's a bit like a, a chip over the top, but used as a grubber, you know, to pick yeah. up on a bounce. Um, but I just want to say this. Think of a couple of the great fullbacks. Think of Mike Brown. Think of Matt Perry. Lee Halfpenny. Lee Halfpenny. Think of Lee Byrne. Right? Do they do an RC to Arla there or do they claim he, that he, I will, I'm looking at that and he just doesn't want to make contact. I mean, that's a brave collision because if you're taking that ball, you know, he tries to, he tries to grab out the air and turn so he doesn't have to make contact. But... Mate, he's massive. You have to... You have, there's going to be a collision there no matter what. He's massive. So you have to accept that. He doesn't want a collision and takes a real easy option. Or and you get in the air and get your right knee up. It's about who's braver. No, you, I mean, you can't, you can't jump in the air at that ball because it's sort of chest height. You know, it's just, it's just plucked out of the air. But it's whoever's braver and De Jong was far braver. Yep. And, and scores it. And Ma- I tell you what, but Matt, similarly, Matt Perry would have had a head-on collision there rather than yeah, do that. Yeah, correct. 100%. But similarly, LaRue is a bit like that as well. He just... He can be. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't like to go down. I mean, he doesn't like to make a tackle and go on the floor. He'd rather just hold someone up, get out of the way. Austin Healy made a great point in comms, which I a great stat. 80% defender for... When there's a line break, he's an 80% defender for the spring box and below 50 for Wasps. Really? Mm. Okay. Interesting, isn't it? Very. Interesting, yeah. Very. Um, but it was a nice pass from LaRue for Bassett for his try. Yeah, it's lush. You know, potentially could have stepped inside Bigger because Bigger was chasing really hard across. Actually does really well but to what get what a out. pass, though. Just yeah, so I easy. I know. Beautiful. Uh, but Thomas Young, again, yep. has another good game. He's, he's yeah, he's... It's so bit. I feel really a little bit sorry for him. Not because of the way he's playing, because I think he's a great player, but just in terms of who he's got in front of him at the moment. And it's such a hard position yeah, in yeah. Wales. But you know, Navidi's back. To sum up Thomas Evans, he is... Young. Thomas Young. Who's Thomas Evans? Thomas is a model. Tom Young, Thomas Young. He is absolutely outstanding at everything. Yeah. No, he's not a great line-out forward. There you go. Or not very tall. Great not very pace. good goal kicker. He's got, he's got everything you want. But Wasp were really good over the ball. You could see that as well because you look at some games and... Not every team competes, basically. They fan the field so that there's, there's just as many defenders as there are attackers. But Wasps really competed heavily at their breakdown, mostly through Thomas Young and Joe Launchbury. Launchbury made such a difference. I know, I know. From minute one, made such a difference. And not just knocked out 80 minutes. There you go. Massive unit. I'll do 80 minutes. He would have been man of the match if it hadn't been Thomas Young, but Thomas Young was so good. Reinhardt, though. One of the form scrum halves. Yeah, but unfortunately, he's in the same league as Fafta Clerk. And Reinhardt was better the other week. But you, watch him off that base that, you watch him off that base of the scrum, though. I mean, the, the scrum's collapsed, so your back row should have a little bit more yardage on him. He gets yeah. on the outside of Thomas Young, which draws in Sopawanga. Yeah. What I will say to Young, gets in front of Sopawanga. So if he's slightly behind him, then he can adjust. Right. But he can't adjust because he's in front of him. Right. And then, is it Dingwall hits? Dink Fraser Dingwall. Yeah. Nice line. Really nice line to score but you want, it's, it's difficult because you're in the middle of a field there you want to come off the line because you want to cut down attackers space but you can't be in front of your inside defender because if if the play is overrun or if it's a weak tackle you can't adjust get back to make or, or to jam in and you saw that with the young just miles away from we're jamming yeah but Sopawanga jammed in off an early line out as well off the tail so it was something Saints had spoken about. He jammed in with that and he jammed in. Absolutely no need, was there? No need. And Reinach is super quick, but Thomas Young would have got him. He, would have, he, might, have, he might have made a yard, but he'd have got him. And Sopawanga stepped in again. So I think there's a tendency there that other teams will have seen and will target. So they'll have to look at that, Tommy. Um, do you want a little bit of a Pro 14 roundup? I, don't know I want to know about like Ken it. Owens, the sheriff, playing number eight. Yeah, did well. Did he? Yeah, he did, mate. Carried well off the base. Tackled well, you know. You could sort of see him playing in the back row because that's his sort of game at hooker, isn't it? Um, just take away the throwing, really. He's all over the park. He just yeah. he gives everything. He smashes people, runs his weight better than anyone. Uh, probably won't be there full time, mind, but certainly did a job. Yeah. Uh, but big result was Benetton beating Glasgow. Glasgow had opportunities as well. 
Yeah. Um, they miss a kick in front of the post. It's about 30, 40 metres out. But we used to slag off right off the old Italians on this pod. Massively. But they've you come did. good. I never did. I think they're the best team in the world, but you always did. Staying scores a nice try, but you know, Glasgow really haven't played that well recently. They got beaten by Edinburgh twice in the derbies over Christmas. Um, but Scarlet's beat the Dragons. Stain. He's a dirty bugger, isn't he? Yeah. Leinster hammered Ulster. Yeah. 40 points. No matter what team Leinster put out. Yeah, class of the class. First string, second string, the personnel. Yeah. It doesn't matter who they've got. They all play the same way. They're getting it right. They're in that. Conor O'Brien's got a really period. nice try. Played centre. Beats like five Ulster players to get to the line. But Ulster really poor defensively. Mm. Um, Gibson Park, what a great signing he's been at nine for them. Um, Munster beat Connor. Peter Armani scores a 500th try in the Pro 14. Uh, yeah. That'll do. Nothing that special, really. Not really. I mean, but it's cool to score it. Yeah. I tell you who looks really good for Connor. Guy called Tom Farrell, Faz. centre. Okay, Faz. there's also a, fa- uh, a Farrell that plays for Munster called Chris Farrell. Yeah, who's absolutely massive. Yeah, he's a unit. But Tom Farrell played really well, and Connor a little bit unlucky, really, not to do a great job. Edinburgh hammered the Southern Kings. Um, Van der Merve, winger, South African. He's going to be picked up internationally soon by yeah. someone. Yeah, more likely Scotland through yeah. residency. I think. I don't know if he's got any relatives there, but get him in. Get him in again. He's played really well all got the way good, through this Got good wingers Christmas in Scotland, period. mate. Yeah? Good wingers. Yeah. Um, Ospreys beat the Blues. Tactical kick in battle, that was. Sam Davis loves to kick. Yeah. That's something like 41 kicks that Ospreys do. Wouchers. An open play. Um Scott Williams wriggles through. Josh Navidi tackle. Looks really good. Yeah. He's going to feature so much. I think him and John Davis are the best centre partnership Wales have got. I think, I think Scott Williams... I reckon it's better than Hadley Parks. And at the moment, Hadley Parks, is, I suppose, has the 12 jersey. Incumbent. He's a 12. Incumbent. So who would you play at 10? Um, I would I would play Gareth Anscombe. Okay. At the moment. At the moment. I mean, Dan Bigger defensively and aerially is... Me, me too with Anscombe at the moment. Is but great. I just, but I just like Reese Patchell. He's not been playing much recently. He's had concussion and he's not really... It must be difficult. I've not really suffered from much deco- uh, concussion, but it's going to play on your brain, isn't it? Without excuse excuse the, pun. the pun. But, you know, when you've got to make a tackle, yeah. you're thinking, right, am I going to get another one now? Well, I know I that having right a load of shoulder operations on both sides played on my mind all the time, and exactly. that's way less important. Exactly. So he's not back at the moment. Hopefully we'll see him back soon, but whether there's enough time for him to find some form before the Six Nations. But at the moment, I would certainly start with Anscombe and have bigger on the bench yeah. and we'll certainly see bigger feature because Anscombe could always go to 15 yeah. as well depends a lot on Lee Halfpenny at the moment because he's got his own concussion issues and he's yeah. in the specialist um, but yeah Gareth Anscombe attacking wise on the subject of concussion yeah just I know you started listening to it is it called Gladiator from the New York yes. Times is it New York it Times um, podcast six episodes about Aaron Hernandez just a really sad story really well told but just, um, yeah, probably, I'll say a bit of a wake-up call. It's maybe it is, maybe it isn't. And, but it is a fascinating story about, you know, the impact that contact sports can have on, potentially have on your brain and your behaviour. Yeah. It's not just sport. Though. It, you know, it's, you're talking about, to me earlier, about being in a rock band. A dancer or a rocker or yeah. a jet skier or, you know, the brain is a delicate bit of kit. Chess player. No, not chess player. No, not chess player. Um, break dancer. But yeah, delicate bit of kit. But it's a really good podcast, that isn't it? Yeah, I, re- I really, am really enjoying really it. Finished so. it now. Um, we better go on some questions. Oh gosh, Big okay. Dave, we've had loads of oh, questions. Right. Okay, purely because I put out any questions for us. We put it out. We put it out. Yeah. Gavin Coxhead says, "Pardon? Who, <laughs> who wasps miss more, Cipriani or Wade? Cipriani. Cipriani. Easy, easy as that. Why didn't Campagnari get more opportunities at Exeter, and how good will he be for wasps?" No, I really rate Mikhail Campagnaro. The thing is, thing is about Michele Campagnaro sounds exotic, but it's actually Michael Campbell. <laughs> He's a, he is a very good player. We've seen him. I think we saw him score some, a couple of tries, a brace against England a few years ago in the Six Nations. Looked really good. Really big threat, ball in hand. But I suppose at Exeter, he's a centre more than the winger. Positionally, yeah. I think he gets himself a little bit lost on the wing. But he's a strike runner and... 
I think we will see a, more of him at Wasps. I mean, the reason he didn't get a chance at Exeter is because that team is fairly settled. Yeah. As it is. Hard um, to Slade, break Slade is now playing 13 for Exeter when, I suppose, when Kelly was there, he Slade slotted in a little bit at 10, a little bit at 12. Yeah. I think um, just there are too many good players there. The yeah. TMO decision at Wellfield Road for Wellford Road, sorry, for the disallowed try. Yeah. What are you on about? Disagree with that. Why was it not a try? Mm, disagree with Rosie on that one. Should have been Daniel a Wright. Should have been a TRY time, Eddie. But what was it? the TMO thinking? I think he's they thinking did that he lost control of the ball? Yeah. Lost contact with the ball, I think. But he I, didn't lose contact with the ball though, did he? His fingers were still on it. I, yeah, I disagree with that decision. And it's denied a young player a hell of a try, which isn't the point, but it's just a shame. Okay, how is Bigger measuring up? That's from Dave Sampson. Um, I actually think Bigger's playing really well. Yeah. Last couple weeks played really well. He's, um, yeah, I mean... I do enjoy watching how competitive he is, actually. He is very competitive, and he's he's very good at playing the percentages. He's very good at tactical kicking. He's very good in the air. He's very good um, defensively as well. Possibly hasn't quite got that back line moving as functionally as it could be. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's certainly one to stick with, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think he's got actually starting to find a bit of form. Looks decent, looks looks good. Took him a while, but the forward pack functioning a bit better helps, and their, their forward pack is not going great guns at the moment. Pat Fisher wants to know what's happened to Glasgow Warriors. Um, we've spoken a little bit about that, but I suppose Glasgow and... Scarlet's right. They they want to play the same way. They play with a lot of width. They play with a lot of tempo. And if your defence is on button, if you if your line speed is quality and you're slowing Glasgow ball down, then it is actually quite easy to stop them playing. Yes, yeah. we've seen that. Edinburgh yeah. did it a couple of times during the um, the festive period. You know, when the ball goes wide, they want to put it behind runners. They want to put it behind other runners. And if if the pass isn't crisp, if it's not in front, balls are checked. Then the line speed defensively is just going to kill you. And you and yep. We've seen that. Um, but there's too many good players at Glasgow for them to be a poor team for much, much longer. longer. Um, right, last question, Tom. Make it a good one, yeah? Okay. Stand up Bath. Last one on Twitter wants to know, which defence in the Prem or Pro 14 would you least want to play against them? Why? On their day, Saracens, because they're really good. Or Leinster because they're really good. On their day, if everyone's flat out, Saracens have got the most oppressive defence I've seen this season. Against yeah. Gloucester at against Gloucester at Allianz Park, defensively they were just unbelievable. I would say Leinster in the Pro 14, just yeah. because there's not many weaknesses there at all. There is really good there. over the ball. They're yeah. really physical. It was always difficult, mine, playing against the Ospreys. And it's still sort of continued now, even from when I was playing. You know, defence mm. is still a massive, massive strength to them. And, you know, every team... Prize himself on defence, but not all teams are as good as others. Yeah. Um, the Ospreys are very good. Um, that's it, mate. Hey, good stuff. See you next week, everyone. Yeah. Hope you liked it. Bye-bye. Ta-ra. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. 
Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.